Hello again, it's me. I wanted to get something off my chest today. Um, that is, I happened to see a chain English school in action. I try and avoid the places. I haven't set foot in one for 20, 20 odd years. <laughs> and long may that continue. But I happened to be picking up my wife from the uh, local shopping mall. And I happened to find myself standing outside the, um, uh, I won't mention the name, but it, it, it could be any number of crappy uh, Eikaiwa chains. You know the type. Um, and uh, anyway, I, I saw it and I just thought it, it gave it, it <laughs> well, in some ways, in a lot of ways, I thought it was uh, awful. But in, in one respect, it gave me hope. And stick with me and you'll get to the hope. Okay, but let's get through the, the crappy stuff first. <laughs> I mean, I looked at this place and, um, okay, they had two classrooms um, and they had giant windows so you could see in, which was nice from a um, sales point of view, good for customers looking in. And the parents can look in and see their little darlings being um, Englished. <laughs> um, but what a terrible atmosphere for the kids. It's like, like goldfish in a bowl. Um, there's no privacy. Um, and the uh, the quality of the lesson, wow. I mean, I was only there for 20 seconds, 30 seconds or something. But what was happening was there were, there were two classes in, in going on at the same time in two different classrooms right next to each other. The classrooms were tiny, like maybe four and a half mats, possibly six mat size. Um, but uh, in one was the little kids, sort of, I don't know, about eight, eight years old, sort of like year twos or something like that. And the other class had sort of bigger kids, like year five, so that would be like 11 or 12 years old, something like that. So in the little kids class, I had two teachers, and they were shouting, I don't know if they were microphoned, but they were sort of going, one, two, three, four, five, with American accents. They, they look Japanese, but speaking American English, that's fine. Not my cup of tea, but, you know, you teach what you know. <laughs> um, um, and then and then there was a, then the, the second teacher was at the back of the class, and she was mimicking the first teacher, and, and but using her hands as gestures, so it was counting with her fingers, one, two, three, four, five, right? <laughs> so that's going on. Um, and the kids are all just sort of sat there looking at the front 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 teacher. I couldn't see their mouths moving, but I couldn't hear them either. So they weren't even speaking, or if they were, they were kind of whispering. Um, so that was going on. <laughs> and then they played some music, which was like a one, two, three, four, five song, like that, which um, was nice. Sorry, I'm just waiting. Two dogs passing by. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, by the way, I'm on a path. I found another tree to sit, sit under that's not quite as noisy as the last place I recorded. Sorry about that. I do like the chatter of birds, but there was a bit too much. Um, so I've, I've got another bench that I'm sitting at, but there's a lot of people running by and dog walkers and stuff. I try not to be self-conscious, but I feel weird talking into my microphone. Anyway... Um, where was I? Yes. So yes, in this class. So then they had yes. Yeah, so then they had the music playing. One, two, three, four, five. Or was it not not even that. I don't know. Just numbers, right? 
So in the 30 seconds I was listening to this lesson, they'd counted to 10 um, and then started listening to a song counting to 10. I mean, that's not bad. It's good. Counting to 10 is useful. It's nice to have songs. But my goodness, I mean, uh, I think the kids, you know, they got it or they should have it. And being being shouted at, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, is not, I would suggest, the best way to learn to count, even if they can't count. But at the age of eight, I think they know how to count. I mean, that, that lesson should be like for kindergartners. They should be like three, uh, three or four years old doing that. And I'll tell you, the best way to do that is to get some objects and start counting, right? You get some objects and um, just count them out. Uh, it's not rocket science. Counting is a sort of intuitive thing, so it doesn't need all, all this belabored nonsense. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> that was one thought I had. And I also, th anyway, oh, and, um, before I get on to that, the, ne the next door class, I couldn't see what was going on exactly. Uh, I mean, the, the, the students were, were sitting on, at the desks and they had their textbooks open. And the, the, they had a single teacher, like four students, I guess. And the teacher was teacher's mouth was moving. I couldn't hear what they were saying. She was saying, but the teacher was talking. The kids were looking at their textbooks. Now, what does this all mean? It, it, a couple of things. One, these are pretty awful lessons, right? And they're teacher-centric lessons. The teacher is talking, 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 and the kids are passively receiving the information rather than actually doing anything. Um, that was the first thought. Now. There are times in your lesson where you have to model the language, where you show what you want the students to do and give them examples. Yeah, of course. But it, but you know, if it's not if it's not fifty fifty teacher to students at least, or preferably the students are doing more talking than the teachers, then that's crappy. Um, you, yeah, but you know, that from a teaching point of view. Uh, but the other thing was. Um, you know, it was just so awful. I mean, that, that's there's got to be putting the kids off English. Um, and also, if I were a teacher, if you are a teacher in this kind of environment, this, is, this sounds familiar to you. Jesus, get the hell out of there, you know? Get out of there. Stop doing this to the kids. Stop doing this to yourself. You've got more self-esteem, haven't you? You know, start your own business. Do your own thing. Um, you may find yourself stuck in this and we all need a job I understand that but you know this is not the way to live your life or to teach kids um, so that, that sounds all very negative and I, I did promise there'd be some hope here the hope here is a sort of a cynical cynical thing that if this this style of teaching of like a factory um, and where the kids are just sort of put in there and the parents pay large amounts of money and nobody's really learning anything and the parent the teachers hate it and the parents hate paying for it and the kids hate the language if that's your competition you can be so much better all you need you know you don't have to be very very great teacher or experienced teacher just just a little better than that and and you'd have a thriving business in comparison because those people are not happy you can tell in fact, I know they're not happy because we had a, um, a young mum came to our school uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago. 
um, with a kid who went to this particular school and um, she said uh, I don't want to reveal anything but but she said she's so happy to come to our school because, uh, you know they only came for the trial lesson and the kid said I want to come back next week because we were so much better than this place it was the same place that um, that I saw and um, so where am I going with this <laughs> yeah it's not that I'm some brilliant teacher or my wife is some brilliant teacher but but you know yeah in in contrast our lesson was uh, what were we teaching uh, completely forgotten <laughs> I can't remember what it was we were teaching but 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 we played games we had um, paper scissor rock game um, we didn't do any songs because the kid was a bit older too old for songs we did the stamp rally running around collecting stamps uh, we got the kids to talk we get they did a little speech at the end of the lesson um, and when I think about the difference the key difference was our, our lesson was just designed to get the kids to say stuff not just to repeat and mindlessly go through now yeah the hopeful thing is if this is your competition like I say you don't have to be that much better just have a bit more interest in the kids and do the basic Plato approach to education which is he famously said uh, when teaching young people you should make your lessons as close to play as possible and if that's the case then the kids will learn at a you know, young age so make everything a game um, if you just do that make everything a game you're better than more than 50% maybe 60% of your competition and if you actually care about the kids and if you teach them to ask and answer questions you know that's that's all you need to do um, if they can handle some questions and answers and know how to ask their own questions and can make a little speech about themselves and can read and understand when you're speaking to them you've won because that's all you have to do if if on top of that you can get them to, to you know as I say to learn how to read do some phonics with them that's a subject for another time but if you do that you're way ahead of these people like this um, this mother told us that she'd been sending her daughter to this crappy school for four years and had learnt the daughter had learnt nothing I mean I'm right. well actually she was she was nice um, she could she could write her name very well but she didn't know any phonics she couldn't really read she was too shy to speak up um, shy or didn't know the didn't know how to do it hadn't practiced the skill of speaking up in front of somebody and talking um, and this was this girl was the was immediately like okay I want to sign up I'm gonna join next week um, and the mother was was uh, happy because you know, her daughter was now excited and, uh, about English and um, we are, I don't know if we're cheaper but we're certainly no more expensive than, than this school so that felt good and there's the hope you don't if you find yourself in this kind of chain school a kaiwa system you don't have to be there really 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 you know and you don't have to be a brilliant teacher you'll get better over time just a caring teacher and you can have a better life than working for the 
in the in the um, goldfish bowl for a crappy crappy salary with a crappy syllabus. Um, if you find yourself in one of those places, you know I, I understand. I've, I've worked in places like that, but you need an escape route, and maybe you know this is an escape route. Think about how you can uh, get out of there. Um, and if you do, there's a bright future for you. Right, that's me. That's me done. I'm Patrick Sheriff, and uh, you can find my thoughts every Wednesday. I post some uh, a sort of long form blog post, and every Friday is it? Friday, yeah. I post one of these um, podcasts, just me mumbling into my smartphone. And then on Mondays, I release a uh, a um, lesson plan that you can use to teach your lesson. Um, I do like uh, uh, I'll try and alternate it so it's like a, a kindergarten kids lesson, an elementary school lesson, uh, junior high school, high school, and then adult lessons. So there's something for every age group that you might find yourself teaching. Use those lessons for free. There's just one a week. If you sign up and pay, then you can get the whole lot. But yeah, just sign up for free and get and see see what they're like. Right, and so you can find all that at uh, what's it called? Free Talk Tefl T E F L uh, dot Substack dot com. Sign up, and um, then I'll have your email, and I'll email you these three things free of charge, and maybe it can save your life <laughs> if you're in one of these awful chain schools. There is a future. Okay. Okay, I've talked enough. I'm going to get on my bike and ride home and uh, upload this. See you next time.